Welcome to Stonebridge Online. Just before we start the service, here are some announcements and things to know. During this time of worshiping online, it's important to continue contributing to the ongoing ministry of Stonebridge. Here are the ways in which you can give. You can give online through our website at stonebridgecme.com. Click on online giving. You can give through your bank's bill pay option, or you can give by mail. If you'd like business reply offering envelopes sent to you, please contact the church office. We continue to be in partnership with the Samaritan Center by assisting our communities disenfranchised by providing box dinners to clients. If you would like to take an active part in providing food and or assembling boxed dinners, please contact the church office to be added to the volunteer roster. The Community Christmas Shop will take place at Simi Covenant Church on Saturday, December 12th. Due to the pandemic, the Christmas Shop will be a drive through event. There are many ways to volunteer, including toy donation, hosting toy collection, and serving on the day of the event. Signups are required. With the Deacon Angel Tree, we have an opportunity to help families in our community who may be in need this Christmas season. During the month of November, we will collect gift cards in any amount for grocery stores, Target, Walmart, restaurants, or food delivery services. Purchased gift cards can be dropped off at any worship service on campus, mailed or dropped off to the church office. Please turn in gift cards by December 1st. Thank you for your generosity. For those events that require registration or for any details you might have missed, please check your newsletter or visit our website. And lastly, we would love to know that you're participating in worship. Continue to share your news, prayers, and praises by emailing prayers at stonebridgecme.com. Or if you're following along in version, please take the time to fill out the e-connection card. You are an important part of Stonebridge's community of faith. Once again, welcome to worship. Hello, and welcome to Stonebridge's online worship. My name is Olivia Moseri. I'm the Director of Youth and Family Ministry here. This week in worship, Pastor Jonathan is going to be talking about Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but I'm tempted to postpone Thanksgiving this year. 2020 has made it tough to get into the holiday spirit. Yet, Scripture tells us, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Gratitude may not come as readily to us in these uncertain times, but our God is certain, steadfast and faithful, even when we have doubts. In today's message, Pastor Jonathan is going to remind us that despite COVID, we have a lot we can be thankful for, and that God's attributes are not circumstantial, but eternal. Again, welcome to worship. Well, um, it has been an unprecedented year. Crazy. With all the... the this stuff? Yeah. It's unprecedented how many times we've actually heard the word unprecedented. <laughs> Our dream vacation was canceled. You got to keep the job you don't like. <laughs> you know they can see you? But let me tell you all the no's, friends. Um, no going to restaurants, no movie theaters, no movie theater popcorn, no state parks, no going to athletic events, no church services, and no... Don't say it. Don't. Hey, kids! You've got to be more careful with the toilet paper! 
This is all we have. All the drive-by birthday parties, graduations, <laughs> baby showers. I will say this, I felt a little awkward throwing out that baby shower gift into the front yard. You weren't supposed to do that. It just feels like a wasted year. I said it, I said it. Yeah, there's just all the time at home. and all the time that we were made to spend together. Hey, honey. Honey. Leave me alone. All the heart to hearts. Mm. Goodness. Speaking of hearts, our son, Jason, right over there said yes to Jesus. Right at that kitchen table. July 17th, 2020. You know, I guess it's not really wasted time because God didn't waste a moment of it. <laughs> I think I have the answer to what I'm thankful for. Yeah? yeah. What is it? Everything.
Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior day long perfect submission all is at rest I am the and waiting looking above filled with his goodness lost in his love this is my story this is my song praising my Savior
Hello, Stonebridge. Check this out. I've got my rose-colored glasses on. I just picked these up at a gas station convenience counter for $10. My rose-colored glasses, but I don't know. I think they're broken because for some reason, when I'm wearing my rose-colored glasses and I look over the year 2020, things don't seem to be all that rosy. And if we're all in this together, then I don't need to belabor the point too much. We are days away from our nation's Thanksgiving holiday, but for many of us, Thanksgiving and the holidays are going to be looking a lot different this year. It's tempting to want to postpone Thanksgiving this year. Let's just put this year's Thanksgiving off and have two Thanksgivings next year. Understandably, the circumstances of 2020 make it hard to want to muster the Thanksgiving spirit this year. But before we postpone Thanksgiving, I think there are some things we can be thankful for. Gratefully, despite the circumstances of 2020, despite the circumstances, the attributes of God are not circumstantial. The attributes of God are eternal. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this week's message. We can be thankful for the attributes of God that are not circumstantial, but in fact are eternal. But before I get to the message, I'm going to have Olivia Moseri, Stonebridge's Director of Students and Family Ministries, share our scripture with us today. Today's scripture comes from Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 25. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Olivia. So point number one of this message is be thankful that God is supreme. God is supreme. Now, there are a lot of things that are called supreme that are not necessarily supreme. Taco Bell alone has over 15 items on their menu labeled supreme. Trust me, I know. Just to name a few, there's the burrito supreme. There's the Taco Supreme. There's even a Nacho Cheese Doritos Locos Taco Supreme. Ole! And since we're talking about food, you're all aware of Oreo cookies, right? In March of 2020, just as the pandemic was hitting all of us, in March of 2020, as a promotional gimmick, Oreo cookies teamed up with a skateboard company called Supreme, and they came up with a double-stuffed Oreo cookie. And the only difference was these cookies were red, not black. They were red, as in red velvet. And instead of the cookies being stamped with the word Oreo, the cookies were stamped with the word Supreme. Now here's the catch. They taste just like normal Oreo cookies. They were packaged and produced in limited numbers, and these Supreme Oreo cookies were selling for thousands of dollars on eBay. No joke. Here's my point. Just because Taco Bell labels their tacos as Supreme, are they really Supreme? As in the best tacos ever? 
And just because Oreo cookies stamped the word supreme on their cookie, are they really worth thousands of dollars? Are they really supreme, the best cookies ever? Is supremacy left up to subjectivity, mere opinion? Some things are inherently supreme. For example, I, uh, as I walked in today, I picked up a rock from the church parking lot. This is just a rock, right? It might be better than other rocks, but here's the thing. This rock is in no way superior than Yosemite Valley. Some things are inherently superior. Throughout the Bible, the scriptures teach that God alone is supreme. Let me give you two examples. The first comes from Chronicles chapter 29, verses 11 and 12. And it reads, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power. Yours, Lord, is the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands, your strength and your power reside. Here's another scripture, perhaps a little more familiar to you. The first commandment. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. Now, I learned something this week in preparation for this message. That word before in, in that commandment, in that sentence, um, in, in the Hebrew can be translated, it's more like a math equation than it is a translation. And here's, here it is, greater than or equal to. That word before can be translated as, remember grammar school, like greater than or equal to. So let me read it again with that. You shall have no other gods greater than or equal to me. In other words, God is matchless. God is superlative. God is unequaled. God is the utmost. God is unsurpassable. It's not a subjective reality. It is reality. God is supreme. Please hear this. By definition, God is supreme, or God is no God at all. God, by definition, cannot be, meh, kind of supreme. Eh, God, kind of supreme. By definition, God can't be mostly supreme. God is supreme, or God isn't God. By definition, God is supreme. And in the midst of this past year, of for what feels like you know, incessant, ongoing, shifting circumstances, just when we think we have a plan, just when we think we have something locked in, something changes. In the midst of what feels like incessant, shifting circumstances this year, here's some good news. God is supreme, and therefore, God is sovereign. So we can be thankful that God is supreme, and number two on your outline, we can be thankful that God is sovereign. Now, what is sovereignty? I got a little um, OCD. <laughs> I got really focused on this word this week, sovereignty. I was, I, I was looking at it, and 
that that word reign is right in the middle of sovereign, sovereign, um, sovereign. And uh, the first thing I thought of was the Catholic girls' school in uh, Thousand Oaks, La Reina, right? Kings and queens and royal courts. And it's really kind of a throwback, that word, from the Middle Ages um, and a system, the feudal system. Kings, queens, and at the bottom of the hierarchy were the serfs, the feudal system. Sovereign. That word reign means royal authority. And that sov, the sov part of sovereign, uh, is French, uh, which is rooted in the Latin, and it means ultimate or above, above all. So, so sovereign literally means ultimate royal authority. But I don't, <laughs> I don't really care for that definition. It didn't really work for me. And that's because we don't live in the feudal system. Uh, we live in a democracy. So I came across another alternative definition by a writer by the name of Arthur Pink, and he wrote a book called The Attributes of God. And in The Attributes of God, he defines sovereignty as God's supremacy at work. God's supremacy at work. God's supremacy in action. So take the word supremacy and make it a verb. That made more sense to me. God's sovereignty is God's supremacy in action. I'd like to share with you an often overlooked biblical example of God's sovereignty, and I want to share with you a biblical illustration of God's sovereignty. So first, the biblical example of God's sovereignty. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 24, it reads, I, that's God, I, God, will drive out the nations before you, you being the nation of Israel. I, God, will drive out the nations before you, Israel, and enlarge your territory, and no one will covet your land when you go up three times a year to appear before the Lord your God. Now, in Judaism, the three pilgrimage festivals were Passover, Pentecost, and the Festival of Tabernacles, also known as the Festival of Tents or Booths. And in Old Testament times, men of age would leave their homes and travel to the temple in Jerusalem. Now, subsequently, this would leave their homes vulnerable to attack because Israel back then was surrounded by Canaanite enemies. During these holidays, what would prevent these enemies in the absence of men from attacking the women and children who were left at home. Nothing would protect them except for the sovereignty of God. And that's exactly what happened. God's supremacy at work. God is sovereign. So that's the overlooked biblical example of God's sovereignty. Now, a biblical illustration of God's sovereignty comes from Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1. It reads, In the Lord's hand, a king's heart is a stream of water that God channels toward all who please him. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that God channels towards all who please him. Now, water is life. 
Did you know that the average person can go three or four weeks without food? And that same person can only go three or four days without water? Water is life, and no one knows that better than those of us who live in Southern California. All of our water comes from somewhere else. We have millions of people in LA County. We have millions of people in Orange County, Riverside County, San Diego. We have millions of people in Southern California and our water that gives us life comes from other places. It comes from Northern California. It comes from the snowpack in the Sierra Nevada running off, melting and running off. It comes from the Colorado River. Now, does it naturally come here? No. We have man-made aqueducts that steer the water towards Southern California so that we can have life. In the same way, water behaves according to the laws of physics, right? If I had a pitcher of water and poured the water out of it, it's going to go down because of gravity. It's not going to go sideways and it's not going to go up. Water behaves according to the laws of physics. Let me read Proverbs 21 verse 1 again. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water. And God channels that water toward all who please him. The biblical principle at work here is this. By God's sovereignty, God can supernaturally bend water in any direction desired in order to provide life, in order to bless his beloved, in order to bless his people. God is supreme. God is sovereign. Jehovah Jireh, God provides in order to bless his people. I hope this truth inspires hope within you. I hope between the beginning of this message and right now, a spark has been lit in your heart prompting you to desire to thank God. 2020 has not given us a lot to be thankful for, but everything that's happened this year is circumstantial. If we base our spiritual well-being, if we base our spiritual wholeness on the circumstances of this world, it's going to be like building a home on shifting sands. And we're going to find ourselves at the end of our rope. We're going to find ourselves depleted. We're going to find ourselves fragile, falling apart without anything to be thankful for. However, when we turn our eyes, when we turn our heart, when we turn our attention to the eternal attributes of God, our faith can be reignited. We can be thankful that God is unchanging. God stands apart from and God stands above all the circumstances of this past year. God's sovereignty is at work, bending rivers of water in directions that will bless his people. And God's sovereignty is solidly locked into God's supremacy. So I want to challenge you to exercise Thanksgiving this year by loosening your grips on the circumstances of 2020. And instead, elevate God. Elevate God in your heart. Elevate God in your life. Elevate God to his rightful place of supremacy and trust in God's sovereignty. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Amen.
Thank you for worshiping with Stonebridge Online. And now receive the blessing. May the expanse of God's love and the abundance of his riches and glory shape your perspective on your own lives. And may the eyes of your heart be open to the blessings which surround you. And may this awareness produce a harvest of generosity in your spirit. May the thoughts of Jesus fill your mind and hunger for the Lord, your soul. And may the love of the Lord guide your speech and actions. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.